guess what? What? We're back. <gasps> Woohoo! Let's do this. Let's do it. Hello, I'm Enzo. And I'm Reina. And this is the Date Night Horror Show. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad we're back, Reina. I know, I feel like it's been forever. Uh, it has been forever. So, yeah, we both lead really, really crazy lives. Yeah. We love doing this podcast, but sometimes it's hard to find time to, to do it and do it well. Um, the flu season kind of kicked our butts. Flu season kicked our butt. I was uh, I was sick what felt like the longest time. And then, of course, we had the holidays and everything that comes with the holidays. So it made things a little bit difficult. Yeah. But we're back. We're here. And we're back with a really cool review of a really cool movie that we just saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2020 remake of The Invisible Man. Um, starring Elizabeth Moss. Yes. So, I love Elizabeth Moss. <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be our feature review for this episode. And we're super excited to talk about yes. it. We're going to have a main review portion and then also a spoiler zone portion so we can dig a little deeper. And I'm super excited to talk about it. How about I am you? too. I'm yeah. excited about it, yeah. But before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, I think we should recap uh, to our listeners what we've been up to and um you know even though we've been off the air for a while we're still we're still watching a lot of horror oh my movies gosh. and we're still going to a I lot of, of horror events yep so i figured we could recap that stuff sounds so, good i think the first thing that pops into my head is the krampus ball Oh my God, we, we didn't talk to, about the Krampus I don't think we did. Oh, wow. So, because, uh, you know, in December, yeah, I don't think we'd, we were so busy with the holidays and the Krampus ball and things like that, that, um, yeah, we haven't talked about it. Do you want to talk about uh, what that was and what we did? Yeah. So, uh, uh, there's a place here called Alpine Village, which is a really cool, uh, it's a German-themed yeah, village. Yeah. And it's really cool, and sadly, they're going to close down most of it um, pretty soon here. But um, I'm glad we got to go. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll move the Krampus Ball, but I'm really happy we got to. We've been wanting to go to the Krampus Ball for a few years now, but it yeah. sells out so fast, like super quickly. It's funny, too, because last year I wanted to go, mm-hmm. or the previous year I wanted to go, and I told myself when they sold out, I was like, this is not going to happen again. I'm going to find out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy these tickets in December or in October if I need to, which is exactly what I did. That's I bought them happens. in late October. Because once they go on sale, it doesn't take very long for them to sell out. Yeah. And it's crazy because in the hall that this Krampus Ball is held, it's pretty big. I mean, it's yeah. not small. Yeah. It was packed to the It was gills. packed and it was awesome. For all, so for, much For fun. anyone who doesn't know who Krampus is, uh, Krampus is like an early version of of the Santa Claus myth that's been around for a long, long time in Germanic uh, cultures, you know, in Austrian cultures and things like that, and even Swedish 
cultures. He's like this goat man, and mm. he's sort of like a boogeyman character. So he's it's it's kind of the opposite of Santa. You know, uh, right. if you're bad, he's gonna come and he's gonna get you and he's gonna eat you. Right. Um, <laughs> and if, it's if, cool. If you've never seen what a Krampus looks like. Uh, go ahead and Google it. It is amazing. The versions of it are really cool to see. Yes, and and we've even dressed like Krampus in the past. Well, you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you you and and our friend Alex, um, you guys are my helpers. But yeah, I have done a Krampus costume before. It's Krampus elves. So this first Krampus uh, ball, I didn't want to go as Krampus because I wanted to see how um, traditional and not non traditional. Um, the variations of the Krampus would be. Mm-hmm. And they were all over the place. So now I definitely want to dress like Krampus. But for this first Krampus ball, um, I dressed like a dark nutcracker. And Jaina and our friend Alex uh, dressed like ragdolls, like evil ragdolls. Um, and it was so much fun. It was fun. There was a bunch of different bands that played. They had a Krampus all in parade, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, everyone was really uh, having a great oh, God, time it was, it was and amazing. just really fun crowd. Everyone was drunk. Oh yeah! So imagine. I that. don't even know how because the lines to get lick uh, drink were so long. But so Halloween people. It was crazy. Which I know that our our entire fan base is Halloween people. Imagine that you go to a holiday bar, a holiday festival, Christmas themed. Everyone's dressed Christmas style, mm-hmm. but then there's like this slight dark twinge to it 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 was was awesome now i understand why it always sells out it was great it was fun it was so so cool cool and there were all these different people dressed as krampus Mm -hmm. there were some krampi that were 10 feet tall yeah like people wearing these costumes and not taking them Mm -hmm. off (laughs) yeah it was crazy all covered in fur it's funny because at a certain point uh, during the ball, they announced the Krampi, you know, the fact that they're going to come out. And so I, I like ran out, you guys were at the bar and I ran out to, to the area where they were going to start coming out. And I shit you not, when they started coming out, it was like smelling a herd of cattle. Oh, gross. Like, what I say at the, on the bar stool. The fur, the gross. fur, I could smell the sweaty fur Ew, from the first crampi that came out. It was disgusting. hysterical. And I thought to myself, man, I'm a hardcore costume guy and I'll keep a costume on the entire night. You know that about me. Yeah. But these people were wearing like 40 pounds of, you know, armor oh, yeah. and horns. It was and, crazy. And they never... I did not see a single Krampi Mm-mm. take their stuff off. No. And it smells horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so cool, dude. And it's it cool because so cr- cool. there were men, women, everybody dressed oh as their, their versions of Krampus. It was really cool. Um, and like I said, the crowd was really nice. The staff was really nice. What was cool about the crowd, it was, it was rowdy. It was, mm-hmm. rowdy. it was rowdy and drunk, but extremely friendly and festive. It was like and a, a mix perfect crowd mix. of old, yeah. you know, older people like our age, younger, yeah, um, people from different countries. Yeah, th- there were there were people from Austrian mm-hmm. countries all over yeah. the place. I remember I'm, <laughs> I'm just like this dart nutcracker, and I have this um, Napoleon style hat. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes up to me. This Austrian woman comes up to me. And she's like, "I do not understand why you're wearing a, a Napoleon costume." 
you should be Austrian. She's like, yeah. she said in full accent, right? And I'm like, oh no, I'm a nutcracker. I just happen to have a Napoleon, you know, hat on. And it, it was just, it was, was so funny. funny. And then she was like, oh, I understand now. Okay, cheers. <laughs> like, yeah. she was cool. It was, it was so yeah, it was fun. much fun. It was, it was, fun. it was as fun as a great Halloween night. Like, yeah, it was for sure. That much yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. So, if you guys, this, this is a tip. Look for the tickets in October. Um, in the LA Los, area. An- Los Angeles Krampus Ball. Hopefully they'll find another venue. I'm sure they will. Fantastic. Completely yeah. recommended it. Like, it, it's so, so it's great. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so uh, we did that in December. And then uh, more recently, for Valentine's Day, we went to a... <laughs> vampire Ball. <laughs> we went to the Los Angeles Vampire Ball. And that was equally as fun and awesome. One thing. What? What's wrong? So the vampire ball was really fun. Like always dressing up is fun. One of my favorite bands, Orgy, was playing, which I, I mean, we of course we would have gone anyway because we go every year. Yeah. I was super excited because Orgy was playing. Yeah. And so the top part is there. So there's two floors and our favorite bat cave was on the bottom floor. Yeah. So we went down there. Yeah, their their vibe and scene is just love cool. it. The, like, the love people, it. everything, everyone's cool. Missed orgy. Yeah. Oh my god, I wanted to. So talk. we were down there having such a good time at the Bat Cave section, dancing and everything. Yeah, it was great. Oh. Um, and that we missed. <laughs> we missed. I thought the they band. would say something. And, yeah, and we're both big orgy fans. Oh, I so, love orgy. Yeah, I was that, so disappointed. That was the only thing that was bad. Everything else was great. I mean, it was bad, but because it was so cool, like it didn't ruin anything because it mm-hmm. was just fun. Yeah, the, the the ball took place at the Globe Theater. Mm-hmm. Global in Theater. Da- yeah, in, in uh, downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say 85% of the people there were dressed oh, yeah. and as vampires. And the people who weren't dressed as vampires were dressed as kind of sexy, gothy things. So Or Victorian. Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was fucking awesome. If you're a vampire guy, I mean, I am actually a vampire. Jane, I know this is about me, <laughs> but I'm actually a vampire. So, like, this was legit. This yeah, was like a was legit cool. scene. Like, it was, it was super cool, and the crowd was very, very nice. Uh, Count von Kant was there, yeah, which I love. Uh, he's to me the OG goth. Like, I loved the Count from Sesame, Sesame Street before I even knew what goth was. So. Mm-hmm. That was a cool. Concept. Yeah, it was, was really, really great. Um, and we had a we had an amazing time. Yeah, so, we always put on great events. Yeah, if you live in the Los Angeles area, there's so many horror and Halloween adjacent kind of cosplay events that are well worth looking into, and they're really, really fun. That cave's the best one, though. Yeah, it's funny because you know how after Halloween, <laughs> everyone always puts those memes like, oh, no, I'm waiting 365 days for yeah. Halloween to start again. Like, dude, if you know where to look, Halloween can be every other month, yeah. like every month or every other month with places like Batcave yeah. and these awesome um, theme events that we go to as well in, in L.A. Another uh, date night spot that we go to probably almost weekly is Phantom Carriage. Oh, yeah. Phantom Carriage which is Which is really cool. So it's a horror themed bar. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because it's very close to where we live, um, which is great. And it's like in this really interesting spot because it's in this industrial spot yeah it's kind of it's kind of hidden hidden away it's like a a microbrew type place yeah and Um, it's in this warehouse 
and it's um oh my god but you walk in there and it's so cool so all yeah. the all the walls are ch- most of the walls are chalkboard walls so there's horror drawings on them and and so even drew on one of the walls which is really cool yeah it was it's an honor to to be up yeah. on the wall. and as a theater where they have different movies playing um and then our favorite bartender ellie she's so cool because every time um we go there and they have a movie playing um she dresses like the character of the movie which yeah, is super she dresses cool. in costume so it's like you know, one of my friends went there a couple of years ago and he's like, you got to go to this bar. It's like, it was designed for you. Yeah. So this past birthday, Jaina asked me, you know, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, let's go to that Phantom Carriage place. And ever since we haven't stopped going. Yeah. Because <laughs> the beer is fantastic. The food's good. It's microbrew beer and it's so good. And the, and the food is fantastic it's it's like bar food but it's it's actually well it's good well, well made like really good and it's only beer and wine very affordable yeah as well very for affordable. what you get and then it's you're just constantly inundated with horror and horror culture mm-hmm. and then the the music they play is really good mm-hmm. mixed between metal and punk goth. um goth alternative like just like everything is great about it. It's just you know the staff is uh, super friendly and super professional and yeah. awesome. Um, and they do paint, drink and paint nights. And they, yeah, drink and paint nights. Trivia, they, trivia, horror trivia nights. Um, they even have a shining room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this little lounge that's painted all in the theme of The Shining. Yeah. I mean, if you're a horror person, you have to check out Phantom Carriage. It's so much it fun. is amazing i sort of don't want too many people to know about i it. know because it like, already gets packed as it is becoming it's becoming like my fortress of solitude at this point For real. <laughs> it's like we and love it, it. we really go there busy. every week yeah and it does get busy yeah um and then i've been able to like as Raina uh, mentioned um they asked they they let me uh, after i kept draw bugging. on the wall walls and it's so much fun to do it and it's it's an honor because I love that place. It's like, cool. You it's have to you have so to post cool. it because they've posted it on their yeah Instagram. Yeah, it's cool. Look for them on Instagram, Phantom Carriage. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, before we start our feature review, I I do I want to do this thing I, I'm calling a rapid review catch up. Okay. okay. So we're going to quickly review the movies that we saw during between this break where we haven't been recording i have a list of them okay um and but we're gonna do it we're gonna do it date night horror show style which means make out marry or meh oh okay okay cool so um if if any of you um um, repeat listeners you've probably heard us play this um it's our version of death um what is it um mary what is it mary mary kill mary kill um, but it's kind of relationship related because uh, it suits our show. <laughs> and but remind what but it, it's what called it Make Out, Marry, or Meh. I remind everyone so, what that means. So, yeah. So, for these movies that I'm going to bring up, the ones we've seen during this break, mm-hmm. Make Out means, yeah, this is worth seeing. <laughs> this is worth seeing once. Tongue and all. At least. Okay. Marry means this is a new classic. It's worth owning marry it and meh means eh, not worth seeing don't waste your time okay okay so are you ready to go yes hopefully i remember them all okay okay it's time to play 
first movie we saw was one we'd been dying to see and we finally got to see it because it, it was on vi- video on demand is the lighthouse mm. with willem dafoe mm. and um rob paddington or whatever yeah right the new batman Ugh. um so if you had to choose what oh, would it be man. um makeup yeah i think i would choose that too um it's it's teetering on the edge of Mary, because there's some visual moments in it that I really, really liked. Um, again, mm-hmm. this is another film that is extremely visual, and yeah, it is. It really, it's worth seeing just for that. It's trippy. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's a classic in terms of horror. I think it's a really good independent film, and it's very visual. But I think I'd, I'd agree with you, Reina. I think for me, it's a makeout. See me, and it teeters between May and makeout. Okay. It seemed a little long for to me, but visually, you're right. It is really good, and I like that it was kind of trippy. And Willem Dafoe is great. I don't get to say my opinion. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I you forgot re- about this part. Well, I, I, that's the whole thing is a rapid review. You okay. gave your long-winded review. <laughs> oh, I miss doing the mm. show. With you. All right. The next one is the rapid remake by the Soska sisters. We saw this on Video On Demand. It's available on, on Video On Demand right now. I would what? actually give that one a make out. Make out? Yeah. Just once? You you think it's worth seeing just once? Maybe twice, but I don't know if I'd see it more than that. Mm. Yeah. But I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was entertaining. Mm. I, I don't know if it... I wouldn't classify it as a classic or anything. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was entertaining, and, and it had some good horror movie... Uh, You know, horror... Make it stop moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What yeah, about you? It's interesting. I I um I really like the Soska sisters. I think they're so cool. They have a punk rockness, but then they also in all their films, they have themes about women empowerment and kind of what women have to go through. This film has definitely has all that. But then it's got a kind of a, you know, independent schlockiness that they embrace as well. Um, I think the practical makeup is really, really good in it. It's really good. Yeah. So, the you know, they're such champions of horror and independent horror and, and women in horror. Um, so, for me, it's kind of between Make Out and Mary. Um, maybe at a good price, I'd, I'd, I'd pick it up. Hmm. Um, like, if it goes on sale. But, I don't know if I'd watch it multiple times. Hmm. I think it's definitely worth watching at least once. So, oh, for sure. So I'll lean it towards the makeout sure. like you did. Okay. Uh, the next one is Bliss. Uh, again, we saw this on Shudder, mm. um, but it's also available uh, to rent as well. What do you think? I have to give this one a meh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It kind of missed its mark. Like, it started out really good and interesting. But then, I don't know, it took like a turn somewhere. I don't even know where, to tell you the truth. It just, I don't know. You know, it's interesting, because I, I feel sort of opposite. I, I felt like the, the the main character is an artist, so she has to be kind of a, a oh. brilliant person. Yeah. And she uses the F word every other yeah, word. Yeah, you were bothered by a few things. And I'm like, this dialogue should be much smarter. And visually, it's really interesting. And I think visually, it's very successful at what it's trying to do. But 
the dialogue. Somebody should yeah. have helped them with the dialogue. The horror parts were good. Like the visually was, visual horror parts were pretty good. Oh yeah, there's there's a there's a sort of decapitation. Well, I'll, I'll keep it as vague as that scene in there that's really yeah. realistic looking. Like I was like, yeah. whoa, it freaked me out. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, it was so good. If you, that part was good. But. If you're a gore hound and you you don't mind some kind of dopey dialogue, because there's some dopey dialogue. <laughs> it was. Conceptually, it's interesting, but I felt like the dialogue was written by like a 12-year-old. Well, like the idea to be hipster, was, but not mature hipster. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't written with a brain, unfortunately. No. The dialogue part. The dialogue situation part, was yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I th- it's getting a lot of buzz, but I think it could have been better. Yeah, it's a meh for me for sure. So for me, it's a make out because the visual moments are interesting, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I don't think I'd ever see it again. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the next one is Zombie Land Double Tap. <laughs> Makeup. Because I just, well, first of all, I love, well, I have to give my girl Rosario. Like, I love her. Mm-hmm. And the cast, all of them, I love the cast. Yeah. I think they're awesome. Yeah. And Still they a lot work, of spirit in it. They too. work well together and their chemistry is really good. Yeah. The chemistry between her and Woody was kind of oh, scary, but, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it is what it is. It's Zombieland. It was campy. It was fun. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. I, I think I think I'd marry this one. Really? Yeah, because yeah, like the first one better. But I like the first one better, um, for sure. But I think the second one still feels like a continuation of the story. Yeah. And there were some it's really a good date night movie. There was. I was reading early reviews for this uh, before we rented it. And people were saying, ah, oh, it's not a horror movie anymore. It's not. It's the just- first one wasn't that. I mean, you know, I mean, it was still had the campiness. Yeah. I felt like there was still enough mm-hmm. horror cred. It mm-hmm. had enough horror cred mm-hmm. to it. You know, they, there were some pretty nasty, gory scenes in yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's still a very spirited zombie film. Like it's it's still trying to be a zombie movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, just because it's. I was worried moment. that I wouldn't see any zombies after he- reading those reviews oh, from people. A lot of zombies. But I, I thought it was really fun. Uh, very tongue in cheek at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was trying to be more of a comedy this time around, which I don't have a problem with as long as the comedy succeeds, which I think it did. Totally. The new the new actress that plays. <laughs> That plays the bubbly. Oh my you know, god, she, she was, was hysterical. She, she she was funny. so funny, and for her to be stealing scenes like that, yeah, from that's that a big cast. cast yeah, pretty amazing. So for me, yeah, double tap. I would have to marry it. Mm-hmm. I I think I will eventually own it. I don't oh, okay. own, own it. I wouldn't be mad yet, at you. But, all right, I wouldn't be mad at you for owning it. Okay. Conversely, uh, the next mm-hmm. movie, <laughs> rapid review, is The Dead Don't Die. Meh, even. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> because I was looking forward to it because oh, so Bill Murray, hello, yeah. and it had a lot of other great actors. Yeah, in it, and I was hoping it would be like Zombieland. Yeah, the the cast was insane. Yeah, like there were so many people, people in, in that. It. Who was it? Let's see. Adam Driver was in it. Bill uh, Murray. Bill Murray was in it. Uh, Tilda Swinton was in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I had high hopes. I mean, Bill Murray, Chloe Savine, I never pronounced her name right, Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. um, Danny Glover. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was, oh, Iggy Pop's character was super cool. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it just had a lot of really cool people. Mm-hmm. Rosie Perez. Yeah. Um, and I love Carol Kane. Oh, my God. She's so funny. So the director, uh, Jim Jarmusch, um, he did a um, Iggy and the Stooges documentary that I love oh, called really? Give Me Danger. Yeah. Oh. And I think that's why Iggy Pop was in the movie. Oh. He, he was, plays a zombie. He's he, fucking awesome. He, he looks, looks so, so cool. awesome as a zombie. <laughs> he looks he super looks cool. He really cool as a zombie. <clears throat> and I have to tell you, if you're an Iggy and the Stooges fan, Give Me Danger is such a thorough and awesome documentary. Uh, yeah. Because. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this worked as a zombie film. I don't think it even worked as a com- comedy either. He tried to do something different. And I'm not going to give it away, you know, for those who st- still want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, which could have been interesting. It just didn't. It was messy. Yeah. It, the it, story was messy. I found it I found it really unsatisfying both yeah. from a comedy and horror standpoint. Oh, for sure. It was just it didn't quite get there. No. The what I would say is the zombies looked great and then especially zombie celebrities like seeing Iggy Pop as a yeah. zombie. When did you think you'd ever see that? There were more stylized zombies <clears throat> I feel like. Yeah, but it they was, were still cool. I think the overall film and comedy was stylized as well. You'll see when you yeah. see it. But for me, yeah, it I'd have didn't to, work. I'd have to give it a meh, unfortunately. And I was really rooting for it me as well. Too. And I was excited to see it. Never kept bugging, I wanted to see but it. But yeah, it didn't quite work out for me. No. Okay. It's unfortunate. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. The next one is In Fabric. This is a really strange film. Um I would actually say make out. <laughs> make I mean, out or- no, I mean so I'm sorry, Mary. Mary. Oh that see, you you never cease to amaze me. I would say Mary. I ab- fucking weird i absolutely <laughs> it <was so> cool. <laughs> okay <laughs> it was so weird this movie is totally in my wheelhouse i love i love italian horror and this felt like yeah, an homage very much so yeah to the giallo films um it was super super weird it was weird uh imagine suspiria like a suspiria sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, but with fashion designers and they did des- these witch kind of fashion designers they design these dresses weird that mess people up and kind of possess them. Um, it is a very, very strange and creepy film. Yeah. And I really, really liked it. Super spirited in its uh, uniqueness. Um, it's not uh, super gory or super scary. It's more a kind of, mo- it's kind of a horror movie that makes you feel strange. <laughs> Which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. I like the I like as, I like things as weird as possible. So I would recommend In Fabric, and for me, it would be a Mary. I'm going to eventually own that one too. So. Yeah, I would definitely say Mary. Um, just because it it is really weird, but it's a good weird. Yeah. Um, you're right. There aren't a lot of horror like the whole <gasps> you know elements, but strange i yeah, don't know and, but it worked semi-erotic but not really erotic like more Ew. disturbing no. like, it's a it's a great film yeah it's really good. really weird highly recommend it where do we see that on? yeah um we rented it on, Prime, right? am, on amazon yeah um so it's available i'm sure it'll get on shutter at some point it seems like a shutter kind yeah of film total shutter as well film, yeah so okay the last two are horror series Oh. Okay. Okay. So the first one is the Dracula, the new Dracula series on Netflix. Make out Mary. Are you serious? The Dracula? Yeah. That was awful. Okay. Um, All right. So. And I love a good Dracula story, but that was painful. Okay. So for me, 
um, the first two episodes I really loved because they reminded me of of Hammer Horror, uh, which I grew up loving the Hammer films. Uh, <laughs> and at one point, Jane, I was like, "This, <laughs> this guy's not good looking He's enough fail. to be." And I'm like, "He looks you like Christopher Lee, means? babe." I'm like, no. "He looks like Christopher no, no. Lee." They're they're paying an homage to Christopher Lee, and then I showed her the two char- the two actors next to each other, and she's like, "Oh my god, they do look okay, alike." They do. But Christopher Lee was still yeah better looking better dude. looking, yeah. and this dude was crusty. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if you know what fail means, fail equals ugly. So no, did not work. She didn't think he was good looking enough. I thought not to be Dracula. I thought, I thought he played the role really well. Like he had he the did. poise. He had the poise. He had the charisma. Yeah. You know, I'm not a woman, so I can't tell if he's good looking enough to me i kept thinking he looks like christopher lee so it's kind of cool and the first two episodes remind me a lot of hammer horror which i really liked the last episode because it's a three-parter went a little too modern for my taste i'm gonna keep it that vague and he was creepy and not in a good way mm, uh, um so Mm. for me for me, I'm going to have to go with a makeout. You should at least watch it once. It's not a classic for me, so I can't say Mary. Uh, and it wasn't meh. Only maybe the last episode was meh. So. It was meh. Only watch it if you're bored. Okay. Uh, so the last and final one is also another series. Uh, and it's not technically over yet, but I figured I'd throw it in there. Uh, the Outsider series on HBO based on the Stephen King novel. Yeah, it's the. Um, what do you think so far? I mean, so far I'm gonna say, um, make out. Yeah, it's at least make out. I, I, what and I've we'll seen see. so far, I've liked. Um, we're what we're close to the end. We're I close think to the end. I don't. I think, I think there's, there's like two a episodes, more episodes left. Episodes yeah. Left, yeah. What I would say is it feels a little drawn out at this point. Um, for the they're amount stretching of it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to make it series size, which mm-hmm. they're they're padding it a bit. Which I'm not a huge fan of, but there's definitely enough creepy moments in there to warrant at least a make out for me. So, yeah, yeah. I would agree. And the actors in it are, are really good. Very good, really cast, good cast. Very good production. Really impressed with Jason Bateman because yeah. um, he directs it. Yeah. And um, so far, yeah, I would say that. I it, again, it just depends how they conclude it. Hmm. Um, cause sometimes it can go really, take a really bad turn, but so far, yeah, I would say make up. Cool. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Okay. Are you ready for the feature review? Yes. Cool. Let's do it. And now our feature review. Okay. It's time for our feature review of the invisible man by Woo-hoo, Blumhouse. 2020. Yeah. All right, so the synopsis is when Cecile's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted, hunted by someone nobody can see. Mm. Can I say something right now? It's kind of been a while. It's kind of been a while since I've seen a horror film in the movie theater that I felt was a complete slam dunk. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just spoiled the review too quickly, but I thought it, I thought this movie was awesome and super fun. 
and it and it has a really good emotional roller coaster to it. Um, it starts off almost slightly slow burn uh, and gets the sense of dread in there, and then it just picks up and it turns into a roller coaster ride. I thought the film was fantastic. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't. I didn't really feel the slow burn because I'm kind of. I feel like I'm kind of sensitive to it because I mean, even the opening. Maybe I maybe I can explain that stuff, a little bit. Yeah. So we we watch a lot of horror movies, and sometimes these modern horror films, they get stuck in a sense of dread loop, and they oh, never I get see. out of it. So the first portion of the film, there's a lot of sense of dread. That's true. And I thought, oh no, they're gonna stay here. They're gonna stay at this. And then you're like, holy! Did you see what just happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> the film multiple times smacks you in the face. It does. It does with brutality and violence. And so once those moments happen, I'm like, okay, this wants to be a horror film. Yeah. Which I thoroughly appreciate, especially being a fan of the original. Well, the director Lee Winnell. Hmm. He did uh, Saw. He did the Insidious um, movies. Mm-hmm. So he's a horror dude. Uh, no wonder. He must yeah. be. Is he James Wan's protege? Is he? He's probably. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he did Aquaman. But. Um, yeah. It's he's He works with James Wan, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he knows horror. He's done some pretty good horror movies. Yeah. But I thought it was re- Elizabeth Moss. I, I really like her. I think she's. One of the best actresses that can really evoke a lot of emotion on yeah. her face. Uh-huh. I think that's why they always do the close-ups on her. Yeah. Because she just really brings it with not having to say any dialogue. Yeah. She has a very offbeat likability. Mm-hmm. Sort of like um, Jeff Goldblum has an offbeat oh, yeah. likability. She's like the female version of that. Um, and it's so funny because like... I'll start watching things with her in it, and then I'll be like, oh my God, she totally has me in the palm of her hand. Like, she's just so, she is. She's really good. You empathize with her quite a bit. Mm -hmm. You're always on her side. Yeah. Um, I thought the film was really inventive for Mm -hmm. an Invisible Man film. I liked what they did with it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of these kinds of films. I've seen comedic versions of the Invisible Man, the one with Chevy Chase. You know, I've seen I've seen all the about that all the different ones. Hollow Man, of course. Yeah. Verhoeven's Hollow Man, and this film felt really, really fresh to uh-huh. me. Yeah, it brought definitely. a lot of new things, which we'll talk about in the spoiler zone. Yeah. Because I want to talk about them more in depth because they they really broke convention. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt super, super fresh. And one of the things I like to do when I'm in the movie theater, I like to get a sense of the audience and see how they're enjoying it. And people were clapping and, yeah. and cheering. Yeah. Um, r- currently, it has a 90 Metacritic, or a 90, not Metacritic, um, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. It so was good. it's awesome that it's doing really well. And I know it had a big weekend. Um, That's good. Money-making-wise. Because horror movies get the shaft so many so much. Yeah. I remember halfway through this movie, when it really started to pick up, I thought to myself, I really hope this movie does well. Yeah. Uh, right now we have the <laughs> we have the coronavirus, and then it's been raining in LA, which is weird. Um, but people were in the theater, you know. It was the, looked sold out. Almost. Yeah, it looked sold out, and again, it had a strong weekend. I'm um, glad it did because the theater we saw it in was kind of small. Yeah, so that worried me a little bit. One of the things I wanted to ask you about it is 
from a female female perspective, this felt like a a um, a version of the story that was very female centric. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel about that? Like, what was what were your thoughts on that? Well, so there's a lot I want to say in our spoiler because mm. I don't want to give okay, anything away. Just but keep it general, um, and then we'll go into the spoiler. But yeah, I like that. I like that it had a strong female um, presence in it. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, yeah, and there's more I want to explore in our spoiler on that. Okay, so some things that I like, I really liked about it mm-hmm. in the context of the storyline. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Moss plays a very vulnerable very well mm-hmm. and also strong very well. Yeah. So that that it was she was the right person to play the role. And I, I liked I liked how I like how she never she's never overly slick either. Like in any of her roles, she's the common woman, mm-hmm. you know, and she embraces that. Um and she even has a, a moment in the in the film, a vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. Where she's where she kind of says things to that effect that I thought were really was she did with so much sensitivity and kind of rawness yeah that I just yeah I think that's that's when I I feel like that monologue the entire audience was with her mm-hmm. after she said that um yeah yeah and I think the film is just smart enough to. To get its point across without being overly preachy or, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's an incredibly f- effective thrill ride yeah. as well. So, yeah. I, I, I give it a big thumbs up. So I, I give it a big thumbs up, too. I don't think I've enjoyed a movie in the theater this much since Us. No, yeah. no, no. No, no, since Midsummer. <laughs> I love Midsummer. I would say Us, because so, you all know how I feel yeah, about Midsummer. Yeah, she didn't like Midsummer. Midsummer as much, but yeah, I th- I thought it was. You go see it if you can, if you can see it in go the theater. It. It's it, worth it. It was fun. It's a also another good date night movie. It was because it's just uh-huh. one of those really enjoyable, fun horror movies. Yeah, and I guarantee you will not be disappointed. I no. I really really liked. It. I liked I it, it too. Was great. Okay, do you think we're ready to go to the spoiler zone? Yeah, because I really want to talk more in depth about mm-hmm. this one for sure. All right, let's go. Ahead. Okay, we're safe now. Now we can kind of <laughs> express our thoughts a little deeper in the spoiler zone. Anyone who's here, you've seen the film, um, so we're going to spoil stuff. Um, if you haven't, fast forward um, to to uh, a few minutes down the road. Okay, uh, what do you want? <laughs> sorry, what do you want to? What do you want to say? mansplaining um yeah so i think what i was talking about as far as the women the your question about the women the woman lead or whatever you were saying Mm -hmm. what i liked about it was clearly she was a woman who had been abused Uh but they didn't punch you in the face with that stuff like they didn't it wasn't you know some movies they just they show it but it's like really tedious and Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know it takes too long to get to her escaping. Yeah. I like that that's how it started. Yeah, that was great. The it, it was a very elegant way of starting a film with tension. Right. And it's not necessarily like um she's being chased by a guy with a knife or anything. It's more 
she's just trying to get away right. and have have a life. Yeah. You know? I thought it was really good. And it I think it, you know, these things happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the psychological control yep. that um, the husband, you know, that she talks about, mm-hmm. um, the way he's been with her forever. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it captured it really, really well. It really did. Um, I think she was intentionally playing the role kind of mousy at the beginning. And I feel like she went, she goes on this journey where she's mm-hmm. just like, you know, I'm just a victim trying to get away. I'm just a victim trying to get my life back together. But at a certain point, she's like, fuck this. Well, yeah, because it was like, come on, this dude invented a fucking invisible suit. Like, mm-hmm. can't get away from him. She's like, I got to stop this piece of shit. Yeah, like, and then great. he incorporated the the brother. Mm-hmm. Like, she was up against two psychos. I think that's one of the things that I felt was extremely clever about the film. Yeah. The fact that he had developed a suit. I like that about it. Yeah, because then it makes the power interchangeable mm. between different people, and we all know that that was a big part of the story. Um, but what was really clever about it is that you didn't, you didn't know how he was becoming invisible until she yeah. dumps the paint on him. Right. And when she dumps the paint on him, I looked at you and I'm like, he's wearing something. Yeah. And, you know, because I saw the surface mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's he wearing? He's wearing like a, a suit. And I remember years and years ago uh, reading something about how um, they're working on camouflage that does pretty much what this does. And that's why there's cameras on either side. And the way it works is the cameras that are behind you will project the image in front Uh, of you. The cameras in front of you will project the image behind you, in turn making you invisible. So when I saw those little camera lenses, I was like... Wow, they researched this well. Yeah. This is more plausible. And I also like the fact that the, you couldn't blame the drug for his behavior. Right. He was a he was a selfish controlling mm-hmm. prick. Yeah. Before he became invisible. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I I think that makes it a stronger villain. Oh yeah. Um so more I more dangerous. I, yeah. I found that really, really clever, and it breaks a ton of convention. Um, I keep thinking about the sister, mm-hmm. the sister kill. Oh my god, that was so shocking! I'm, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? What am I seeing? What? Are, and then she's the sister's doing the same thing. She's like, why is that knife floating? Like that was that was that crazy. was super super effective and yeah. super well done. Or the moment where. Um, he punches his, her friend's daughter. Oh my god! I know. And then I, it made me realize it's like if you do one really bizarre thing. If I went into work tomorrow not wearing pants, you know, people would be like, "Oh my god, he's crazy!" Yeah. And they would treat me different from the <laughs> from from then on. And yeah. I, I feel like you know, a relationship with someone is very very fragile. Once you start doing mm-hmm. weird shit like that. Of course. Everyone's perception of you changes. Yeah. And I think that's what was so effective about the film. Yeah. It was it was pretty crazy. It it what I like about it was it, it I wasn't sure what to expect because I've seen the classic Invisible Man. Yeah. And all the other ones you mentioned. Uh-huh. But I guess I was thinking more along the lines of that Invisible Man, uh-huh. the more classic one. Yeah. 
So then I was pleasantly, because I don't, again, I don't watch, you know, you all know this. I don't watch trailers or anything. Don't read anything. I don't want to know anything. Yeah. So I was, I really liked that it was a modern take on The Invisible Man. Yes. Universal, this is the way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like The Mandalorian, this is the way. Do this kind of stuff. Work with Blumhouse. Give them time to develop the story. This is the way. Mm -hmm. You don't need to have... You don't need to have Tom Cruise in The Mummy. You don't need stuff Mm -hmm. like that. You need really, really clever, well-thought-out, spirited, but still horror. Yeah. Still horror. Um, In fact, that was one of the things I was pleasantly surprised about the film, was when it starts off, I'm like, oh, this is going to go into thriller country. It's going to be a thriller. It's not going to go much further than that. I've had people ask me that. Is it more (laughs) horror or more thriller? I feel like it's the skeleton of a th- of a thriller. Yeah. But there are straight visceral horror oh, yeah. moments. For sure. And that to me is why I liked it so much. Yeah. You know, the scene where the sister gets her her throat slit, the the scenes of of various people being physically attacked by the invisible man are so visceral and violent. Yeah. And well done. Yeah. Oh my god, the scenes with Elizabeth Moss when she's being dragged around l- mm-hmm. the living room, at first I kind of felt bad for her because she was trying to fight back. But then I thought to myself, this is a small woman. Yeah. Like, this is how she would fight back. And then when he fights other people, like m- more able-bodied people, you know, they fight back the way they would fight mm-hmm. back. So I thought it was incredibly effective in all those areas. Yeah. And I think... Invisible Man films can get insanely gimmicky. Mm. You know, like, oh, look at me drinking water. Look at how you can... Uh, Do you know, like, that sort of bullshit? And it turns into... It gets kind of silly, becomes a partner trick. And I felt like this film walked that line so well. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And the scenes that were the most effective for me were the scenes where she thinks he's in the room. Mm -hmm. And you're not quite sure if he is. Yeah. But her her gut tells her that he is. Yeah. You know how scary it's like. It's like super scary. <laughs> yeah, it's like in the being in the mind of a schizophrenic who thinks some a demons in the room or whatever. Yeah. That was so refreshing and different. It was really well done. And that to me made it so much more interesting than a rehash of the standard Invisible Man tropes. For sure. You know, fantastic. Yeah. I was a little worried about that, that it was going to be that way. Uh-huh. Um, so I was really happy to, to to see that it was, like I said, a more modern um, yeah. version of it. And I like that the elements that were there didn't hit you on the head, like, overly, like, the, um, showing her being beaten up or psychologically tortured yeah. in her before life. Mm-hmm. And then also, of course, she gets pregnant, and it's not that weird, like, how she got pregnant. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, it just was. Yeah. And it was, you know, the other stuff was more, you know, an, a bigger part of the story. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, I thought it was really, really clever and well thought out. Yeah. Um, and very satisfying. You know, you can watch something that's that might be clever, you know, or, or um, well put together, mm-hmm. but then it's not quite as satisfying from a just a moviegoer standpoint. And I felt like this walked that line mm-hmm. so, so well. Um, 
Yeah, I think the only complaint I would have is there were a couple of moments where the suit is flicking in and out of visibility and it felt a little too CG. But that, I think that's just my taste. Hmm. But I would rather have a great I would rather have a great horror film experience that's written well and acted well and has a couple of glitchy CG effects than really slick CG effects and no and no good actors or no good story. Right. So I'm, you know, that's yeah, that's I it. I didn't see that. I didn't notice that part, but yeah, yeah. But I, I really, you guys go see it, and also tell us what you think if you have gone to see it. What your opinion is? But I would definitely recommend it. And yes, I would recommend it in the theater. My BFF Tanya asked me that. I'm happy to say they went to go see it. Yeah. Um, I told her yes, definitely go see it in the theater. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I thought it was great. I hope, I hope Elizabeth Moss does another Blumhouse thing. I think yeah. she's really, really great in horror. I thought she was great in us. Yeah. Um, she, and of course, I mean, Handmaid's Tale, I sort of consider a horror series. It totally is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I thought she was so super cool. And I'm so glad the, sh- the, the film had a really good opening weekend. Yeah, me too. Um, this is the way, I'm telling you. Yeah. This is how you do a, a dark universe. Mm-hmm. You know, Re- really great. Yeah, I loved it. Cool. Cool. All right. So that's it for our feature review. Uh, just a couple, I wanted to throw some, just a couple little things at you before before we uh, sign off. Okay. Um, this is the second year of our podcast. <gasps> and uh, I just wanted to ask you so far, like what has been, what it, what have you liked? What have you not liked? about doing the podcast like is there a favorite episode is there like what what do you what have you you know what have you gotten from it well i think my favorite part is obviously doing this with you oh i do do. yeah i I like it um because it's you know not that we don't spend a lot of time together but it's it's something creative that we're doing together yeah so i really love that part and we do legitimately watch a lot of horror movies (laughs) anyway so it's fun to kind of talk more in depth about them yeah um i love when we argue because it's funny and fun yeah um what i don't like is that i'm a diva and when i want to record i want to record <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm more i'm more methodical because i like to i like to edit them and you know make sure it's as good as possible know, it sounds as good as possible i totally get it because i just i just do this i don't do any of the editing or anything but um yeah. Yeah, and, and we're in the future we're hoping to uh be able to regimen our time so we can consistently have episodes out. In fact, Jaina came up with the idea for the next episode. Do you want to tell what people tell people about what what um what you're thinking in that regard? It's terror at sea. Yeah. <laughs> so basically <laughs> we're gonna be on a cruise ship yeah. next week. Yep. And it's, you know, if you've been following the news, you know, about the whole coronavirus, uh, we're going to be leaving from Texas, uh, going to Mexico, the Mm -hmm. Cancun area. So that area hasn't been affected. So we're hoping we're going to be okay. We'll be fine. But Dana had this great idea of saying, hey, why don't we take our microphones and why don't we record a Terror at Sea episode on the ocean? Yes. Which I think is a 
fucking great idea. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our absolute favorite horror or Mm ocean-themed horror movies, which there are a ton. There's a ton. So I'm super excited about that. That'll be fun. And that'll be our next episode. We could have our own horror movie brewing on the ship, too. You never know. Yeah, and we can can (laughs) let you know what it's like to be on a cruise ship during all this bullshit. It'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to have Purell with me the whole time. <laughs> We're going to have to wear our like gothic industrial like face masks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you to all the people who've continued to yes, listen to the show. Thank you. Gracias. Um, our listenership hasn't really gone down. I think people are That's catching amazing. up with our previous episodes. Uh, shout out to our friend Karina, who said, hey, I I'm, went through all your episodes. I'm waiting for new episodes. Oh, thanks, Karina. Thank you for listening, Karina. Um, and thank you for everyone who's continued to listen to the show. Uh, again, follow us on Instagram. We're Date Night Horror Show there. Uh, on Twitter, we're Date underscore Horror. Um, on Facebook, we're The Date Night Horror Show. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, our main website thedatenighthorrorshow.com. You can listen to all our episodes, find yep. all our links there. And in a new to mm. added surprise, we now have Date Night Horror Show official merchandise. Woo-hoo! We have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have coffee cups, we, we even have bath towels. And they're all really well made. Yeah, and the shirts really are cheap. awesome because it's thin, the thin materials, not those nasty thick shirts yeah everything is priced as low as i can price it yeah um really really inexpensive but really really well made yeah so if you do get our merch please please post a picture with you either wearing it or drinking from it yeah thank you and thank you again so much for continuing to follow our show yes and following us on any of the different podcast uh, services that you you use thank you Thank you again. Yes, and don't forget, post movies we should be watching if we haven't mentioned them. Yeah, We're absolutely. always looking for new ones. Cool. Well, I think that's it for um, the first episode of 2020. Woo-hoo. Much more we to come. did it, babe. Cool. Scare you later. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reyna. Find Enzo and Reina online at thedatenighthorrorshow.com Do you love the show? Then share it with your whore-loving friends and help spread the word.